and talking to you. Namaste viewers. Welcome to Jaipur Dialogue USA. Now what happened? Why are we having this problem? Namaste viewers. Welcome to Jaipur Dialogue USA. Mm. Now what happened? Why are we having this Namaste viewers, welcome to Jaipur Dialogue USA with a special edition on Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Now, what we, have, what we want to talk about is Sanatan Dharma and what is the opportunity, relevance and impact. That's the broad topic that we have decided to talk about today because this is a subject matter which involves every Hindu, every Indian. It must. And what is important here to remember is its relevance in the current context. We want to talk about that. Majority of the Indians living in America, they have awareness, but they have no full knowledge about what exactly it entails. There's a battle between dharma and uh, you know religion. And, but the Sanatana Dharma definition is very simple and very easy. It is gender, color, race neutral, is non-discriminatory is accepting of everything and everyone as is. It believes in the concept of Vasudev Kutumbukam. We want to talk about this subject matter in greater detail. And this is not the first, last one. This will be, we will have many more conversations because we can't cover the entire ramifications of this entire principle in one hour. And we, our intention is to educate, reach, learn, and enable people to take the message forward to the world around us. To discuss this matter, I have great pleasure in welcoming Mr. Aditya Satsangi. Aditya Satsangi is a founder of Satology, in which he talks about debunking mythology about Hindus and Sanatana Dharma. He is, a, he is an ardent supporter of ISKCON. He is an entrepreneur and author of many books. So welcome Aditya Ji, and uh, welcome to the show. And wanted to share this, wanted you to share the entire ramifications of this principle. You have been on many shows in the past. You have been virtually a warrior, if I might describe you. You have been a warrior to expand the concept and bring it home to many Indians who are living in this part of the world globally. India, whoever is in India, they have adequate knowledge information. 
but principally people indians living outside they have they are a little bit of a confused lot and i have interacted with a lot of them what i notice is there is a tremendous amount of desire and enthusiasm to be relevant to the conversation around the world between abrahamic faith and their insistences and assertions and our simplicity of the message that must reach everybody so i noticed that they are very they are very concerned they are very enthusiastic very desirous but they are missing out on one element is a leadership is how do we guide them to create a movement in this particular world today beset and bedeviled with so many problems so one of the things that i wanted to talk about in sanatan dharma do reach out to people and share your thoughts about it and what must all nris do especially hindus particularly that they have to stand up for themselves to take this message forward i am a believer in the concept that unless and until we talk about our own narrative we get defined by others and therefore one of the classic things is we are the most peace loving practice in the world most but we are the ones who are attacked as if we are the most discriminatory people in the world as if we are the most intolerant people in the world and we have we are branded as a hindutva kind of a thing as if it is some evil go ahead first of all uh, thank you so much for such a warm introduction and uh, and thank you so much for inviting me for this conversation also and i really Uh, respect your platform from which you are speaking, and uh, you, have, you all have done a wonderful work together. So, uh, speaking my engagement in the U.S., uh, I've been uh, active since '97 in the U.S., very active in this area, and I have worked with mainstream Americans all my life. Indian Americans, I started interacting in last two or three years, mostly. and since then uh, since 2015 i think which is uh, now 6 years and uh, my experience is that sanatan dharma becomes attractive to americans in the manner we explain it so so the way if we if we like for example if i'm trying to sell you a product and i'm not too sure of about that product then people are not going to buy from you sanatan dharma also needs a similar explanation which is more relevant to the people to which we are speaking to now so when when we when we say about when we talk about sanatan dharma my experience is that sanatan dharma is very attractive naturally powerful and and it has all the things which americans are looking for and we have to also explain in a way that they can understand so more and more americans they who are running away from christianity and islam it was islam uh, in middle eastern philosophy and also judaism they are becoming attracted to sanatan dharma because of the simplicity and the openness that it offers the wide ranging topics of spiritual advancement it offers and many of them are also trying to steal that from sanatan dharma like for example in los angeles there is a yoga school running called christian yoga now it's a very very funny term because both are opposite of each other uh, 
first of all it is christian that means you are from the book you cannot have open mind and the second is yoga which is all about the open mind right. mindfulness so it's a oxo when i spoke to them uh, yesterday i was giving a talk to their church and uh, when i spoke to them and i say it's a oxymoron because you are at the same time you are saying open close it's like open close is an oxymoron so christian yoga is an oxymoron also open close so so you are trying to open your mind but still you want to believe in 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 christianity so i have no problems with your faith you know if you if you believe in apple i'm happy to say that apple is good i'll say what you say want to say apple is good but if you want to say apple and orange taste the same then i have a problem because it is not a scientific fact so so my 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 contribution to this our culture has been psychology world which is a antonym of mythology that's what i've contributed because over the years i thought that uh, the mythology world and even christians don't like the word mythology they don't like because they always say jesus was real and but we all know it's a mythology we all know because there is no established fact about it and and many christians are questioning it also but uh, you know to respect for them because any faith is at least a good faith but a man without faith cannot survive so any you know i say you can have faith in a stone you can have faith in a rock you know if you are stepping next step on your foot on the ground that means you have a faith so so some faith is good so you cannot say that you don't practice anything but i say if i give you something better will you take it and that's where it starts you know i will stick to your question so Uh, so my experience has been sanatan dharma is very widely respected depending on the person who explaining it oh that's a that's a very important one and that that requires depending on who is explaining it the explainer must know enough to explain that's right right so in from that point of view you know uh, it is important to know that what is the level of education this is a very critical thing because in 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 india while i was a student here there nobody taught us the concept of sanatan dharma or hinduism in the manner that we are discussing today so viewers before i i want to indulge in a you know home housekeeping thing please like share subscribe to jaipur dialogues and jaipur dialogue usa and also subscribe to sathology channel because that's very important because the truth can come from anywhere you may like from any place that's something that appeals to you so join sathology uh, club join sathology uh, you know youtube channel and learn more because learning is key to moving forward and what aditya ji said very correctly who is explaining it so that is what is important and i have been explaining it to the jd to to the american audiences and each one of them tells me why the hell don't you tell us about yourselves and you are right aditya ji because people are asking for you know in my impression of things he in my impression of things it is important for us to spread the word if we do not spread the word nobody else will and what is important here is that sanatan dharma has a scientific base to it because it's all about nature and life in nature abrahamic faiths are a textbook prescription so you know as aditya ji mentioned earlier on that if you are following a book the whole concept of freedom of religion for example freedom of religion i have asked my christian friends that does freedom of religion exist as a political tool 
or is is it indeed an spiritual value because freedom of religion is actually to practice whatever you believe in but if you say jesus is the only way or allah is supreme that means my freedom is gone in the gone with the wind that is where you begin to engage in in a conversation it's not about arguing or proving something wrong but it's only saying like i say to people you if you find your solace and your belief and your inspiration from jesus good for you but don't tell me i'm wrong if i'm believer in krishna that's the point which i'm trying to make so adhiji going forward you know there are a lot of topics to talk about but today i wanted to focus on a few things which is in the minds of many young indians and older indians and hindus in name only because we have we have never been prescriptive in our narrative we have never said this is the only way because we say you seek your own path but does it maintain uh, does it become a challenge because people look for direction leadership is a common feature of the world which is what abrahamic faiths do they provide a leadership as they call it shepherding the herd how do we inculcate that sense in people to learn about sanatan dharma what does need to happen uh, thank you so much for this good question vibhut uh, ji uh number one thing is shepherding the herd is a very derogatory statement yes it is that means you are assuming that your followers are like sheep with no brains correct number one okay. and and you can uh you can also uh, you know you can when you when you say you're not acting with brain that that means you're like an animal so shepherding the herd is for non israelites and also the people gentiles gentiles is a is a racist term which was invented for people who do not ascribe to the one book culture and muslims will call them kafirs uh, you know that is one there secondly you have touched upon a very important point here see the the first of all you have to know what you are speaking the sanatan dharma begins with hari naam through swadhyay there is a wrong conception amongst the indians and uh, and that is not approved by the shastra shastra doesn't say from gyan comes bhakti it's a reverse way from seva comes bhakti seva so like what you are doing you have done all your life when you serve then you start gaining gyan because our process is based on experiential science it's an experiential science yoga is not a philosophical term it's an experiential science it's like for, for example when you do pranayam and and in the pranayam when you do pranayam you are actually experiencing the power of managing the movement of air within your body and when you do that you increase your ayu or the a, or the life span so this is the very scientific process the the second aspect is the learning the principles of shastra uh, you know the uh, see just by reading or remembering some shloka you do not learn shastra uh, it's a very simple thing like for very one very simple saying is yad yad acharyati shreshtha tatta devetaro jana whatever a great man lives and performs the common man follows this is the line in bhagavad gita now here krishna tells arjun 
that if you think you are shreshta then you have to set a good example lokas tadanortita he says in, about himself he says if i do not set a good example the common men will not follow even me so when even bhagwan comes down here he focuses on karma so karma leads to dharma and dharma before dharma your seva karma leads to gyan so so this is the cycle we have and this americans accept very easily because everybody will say see the, in the christian world and since i preach a lot to the christian christian and muslim followers also so the faith and works is a big problem conundrum in christianity which most of the people do not understand mm. in quran also it's a big conundrum faith and works so your actions like for example many of the islamic scholars become very defensive in front of me in the from the word jihad see uh, the, the it's a very misunderstood term also but when i explain them from bhagavad gita about their concept they are very enlightened you know even they are learning from bhagavad gita so the faith and works is very easily explained in our shastra and no common sensical man unless you meet somebody crazy who is out there with a sword to kill you out those are crazy people but majority of the people will accept that your actions define who you are not your speech and that is exactly what krishna says in bhagavad gita yad yad acharati shreshthas tat he did not say yad yad vachati shreshthas he did not say whatever a great man speaks common follows that was the roman philosophy which christianity adopted and right now the christianity is working on yad yad vachati shreshthas whatever great man speaks no our shastra is not like that and on just one this simple point they are defensive now so our biggest uh, convincing argument is a very scientific argument is actions speak louder than words karma is pradhan karma pradhan hai karm se hi dharma hota hai absolutely dharma se karm nahi hota that that's uh, so well said and you, you know there are a couple of things which i always tell people it doesn't matter what you pray who you pray to and how many times in a day you pray to eventually it is your action that defines who you are that's the that's the that is the mool mantra of mine which i share with people and i gave an example i gave an example to a friend of mine who is of islamic faith he asked me this question you guys worship so many gods you don't have any man- requirement for prayer as well and i said listen there's a very simple example if your guy prays five times a day blows himself in the market kills 20 people and i'm the one who perhaps prays once or twice a week i don't necessarily go to the temple i go to the temple once in a way but on that particular day that fatal day i am taking five people to the hospital whose life gets saved so from your definition of things who is khuda ka banda me or your guy and they all say you are right you are khuda ka banda so i said that's where it is important that eventually it is our action that defines us for the purposes of uh, today's conversation you know i wanted to we have a lot of people who are watching they they want to know more they want to know more they want to be guided i won't say they want to be heard it they want to be guided they want to know where to read how to imbibe and how do we take the message forward 
it's not about vad vivad it's not about argument it's about making inquiries and i have been telling people that get engaged get to know yourself and i remember 1983 october a conversation in bangalore when a very famous management consultant from harvard had said that indians do not need to go to ivy schools in america to study management management and life lessons are all there in bhagavad gita ramayana and and mahabharata stories you learn from there so go don't read study study them and your life the quality of your life will become better but this is this brings to a frequently asked conversation accused of if you look at the modern landscape there is an attack on everything as i call it things hindu things india right so you know one of the things is caste and caste issue and this is one of the things which bothers and as you may be aware in many parts of california they are making it as a national issue today you know there have been discussions in santa clara even in los angeles uh, school community talked about this for hours share your thoughts i have my thoughts and i don't want to say it here i i want people to hear from you the definition of caste and then i will tell you my definition of caste which i have shared with many americans it is funny but it drives home a point go ahead caste and varna and what at what point in time did indian society get afflicted with the disease of caste how did that entire definition happen this is a challenge which most of the people say uh, you know that, that that's how it has to be explained before before i uh, talk about it i'll just want to make a point on the muslim that you said most of the muslims who say to tell you that you don't have a prayers requisite number of prayers or uh, you don't have a system of praying you know they are actually guided by the jihadi thought coming from wahhabi school it's a negative propaganda against hinduism or sanatan dharma in fact sanatan dharma has a prayer of kirtaniya sada hari our system is 24 by 7 prayers so even if we are doing a a charity work then also we are praying and doing it that's how we make it a karma mm-hmm. now coming back to the caste system uh caste if somebody asks me do you have a caste system in hinduism now first of all you have to understand that the person who is asking you has already made up a mind to denigrate you humiliate you because it is a very racist question to ask you can sue them in court also for that because the word casta is coming from portuguese it means a class so caste system never existed in india it's the portuguese class system or the spanish system so if somebody asks me that question i say it's a spanish in origin portuguese in origin ask them we don't have a caste system so i'll tell you the history of that this word was that word caste was introduced in india in the 1901 census instituted by the british and under the guidance of herbert ho priestley herbert ho priestley was an anthropologist who's who decided that which is an upper caste and a lower caste by the width of the nose length of the nose and the height of the nose that was the criteria for establishing the caste system by herbert ho priestley check it out and uh, the the and you can see him everywhere he he was the successor to uh the max muller and macolez max muller and macolez made the work in 1838s 1888 early 1900s and herbert ho priestley came to install or formally introduce caste system 
in India. And the background is, if you look at the history of Christianity right from the 16th century, Christianity has survived because of Roman, like the anyone who accessed Roman thrones. So Christianity has used the Roman Empire to spread Christianity across the world. Very, very hierarchical and very rewarding to the upper class only. And, and that's why you see the system of nobles and elites versus commoners. That is very common in Spain, Portugal, France, Italy, and all these places where the Roman Empire seat was there, including Istanbul. Istanbul was known as Constantinople earlier. So the history of caste in the European system has been very big. And I'll tell you one more recent example. Recently, there was a Black History Month. Uh, I think it was March in San Diego. And they said in the opening, in the website, they said the upper caste and the lower caste, the caste discrimination against the blacks. That's what they wrote. The University of San Diego wrote it. It's a Christian university. Mm -hmm. Now, and I challenged them over there. I was one of the speakers over there. I challenged it over there. That how come you are uh, you have uh, writing about caste system earlier you were telling about Hindus he said no caste is not a Hindu word it's a European word and that's the American academic definition of the caste now you have asked me second part is Varna Varna means alphabet or a category Chatur Varna Maya system Guna Karma Vibhagasa so with the same mother and father. So there are, Krishna says that there are four varna, which I have, uh, which are naturally found in the society. He did not say, and naturally whatever is found in society is created by him. That there are, there is a business class, there is a um, administrative class, there is a, uh, there is a uh, education class, teachers class, and there are workers class. Four classes are there. Now the classification of those classes is not based on birth. Because he says, Chatur Varnaya Maya Sashtam Guna Karma Vibhagasha. According to the qualities obtained from the nature and their karma. So if you look at the definition of these four categories, it is also mentioned in the 18th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, 18.41 to 18.47. Please read it. So where you see Chatra Karma Sabhavaja, Brahma Karma Sabhavaja, Vaishya Karma Sabhavaja, and Paricharayat become Karma Sabhavaja. So everything is based on your nature and your actions. So same mother and father can have four categories of children also. Like for example, he can have one child as a teacher, another child as an administrator in the police, and a third child can be a businessman, and fourth child can be a very good uh, uh, very good uh, uh, employee of any other classes. Like you see, Vedya. Vedya are also considered in the service class because they, they live, their job is to take care of health of everybody. The laws over there. Similarly, artisans, actors, actresses, these are all, these are not, not in the main occupations, but these are the secondary occupations. The main occupations are trade, agriculture, and uh, and cow protection, goraksha. Because cow is a very important aspect in the Varnashram system. Now, so the difference between Varna and caste is the definitions are completely different. Caste is an exploitative term. Varna is an empowering term. There is a very strong connotation over there. Varna, Varna doesn't. Varna respects you. So if you want to be, if you're a good warrior, why would I want you to become an engineer? I want to make you a good warrior. 
if you are a good doctor, why would I want to make you a warrior? Because you are a good doctor. So it enables you to excel in your own choice of profession and liking of your character. So this is the Varna is a very empowering term. So when I explain this to Americans, they love it because I always give references. I do not speak in the air and they, they love that part because I, I say, always say, I'm not saying it. This is the shloka I have given you. You read it. And if you do not understand it, read three before that, three after that. That's how you learn it. This is brilliant because there are two things that I take from here is that incidentally, it so happens, that's my explanation too. And that's what I, you know, recently I was asked this question because of my interactions with many people. They said, you guys have a caste system. I said, yeah, there is a caste system imposed on us and we are attending to the issues arising out of that. That's a fact. The government is taking constitutional actions to protect the, those who are designated as such. But you guys are worse. And I engaged them in a conversation. I said, but you guys have not only a caste system, but you also have a, a racism in your country. Are you happy about that? But according to you, you are doing a lot of about racism. Tom Cotton and there are many people who say that there is no racism in America. But the issue here is very simple. And I gave the modern definition to that. I said every country, and you alluded to the family part of it as well. So I say the same thing. I told people that, look, and it is for the viewers, imbibe that and share that concept that every society, every family has its own caste system. And let's define it in that manner, that everybody from prime minister or presidents to the lowest level of government worker who are in the government, who are governing, who are laying down rules and regulations and laws, how the society must run and administer itself, those people are the modern Brahmins. You have it there. It's, a, it's not a caste-based, it's a profession-based. Likewise, from the armed soldiers, soldiers to the bodyguard, to a bank security guard, to a, a guard in a, in, a, in a gated community, they are meant to protect and defend the assets and life. And in the process, they could sacrifice their lives. But those are the modern Kshatriyas who are willing to give their life to protect and defend an asset and life. Third category, which you also talked about, is the trade and commerce. So whether, it's, whether it is any businessman, any manufacturer, or a, in, in India, as they say, the guy selling pan and cigarette in front of a restaurant, everybody is doing a trade and commerce. Everybody in Russia and everybody else, everybody else, whether it's a banker, accountant, doctors, you know, sanitation department, everybody who is offering his services are the modern service sector, including information technology and everything else. And there was there is no ban on anybody becoming something else, as you very rightly said. And if I'm good, if I'm a good in providing a service, why would I go and make myself miserable by being something that I'm not naturally and physically and mentally capable of? That's what casteism, if you want to talk about, is, is worse only when you mandate and stipulate that once you are in service sector, you can't become anything else. There are doctors who are in governance. There are military people who have joined the uh, administration. There are people who move from one group to another group. There is no ban on that. It's only when we mandate that people cannot move. And once you are X, you remain X forever.
The second part was you talked about the you know study. You know, I, I always say my example is that by by memorizing the dictionary, you don't become a linguist. You know, just as you, to become something in you have to practice and you have to become better. That's what is important. Just by reading a text, you don't become a good human being. You become a good human being by doing the good things and the right things. The one of the one of the key questions that you know affects Hindus is I hear this cry all the time. Hindus have no unity. Hindus can't need Hindu unity. We need Hindu unity. And this particular thing is talked about. And I guess my response was that unity is not a shirt or a dress in a hanger. You know, you have to, you go and pick it up and wear it and you have, voila, there is unity. It doesn't happen. Unity always happens behind a cause and a purpose. The classic example in the 21st century, a few months ago, was when the symbol uh, swastik was attacked. There, were, it was, there was a legislation being made to declare swastik as a hate symbol. Every group of Hindus united everywhere in this country and they fought and they negated that. That's what I appeal to people, that when you want to unite, you have to create the unity behind a purpose. Your thought on it. So I'll also give one comment on the caste also before I answer this one. Mm -hmm. uh, number one is if, if uh, when the anyone who's accusing in California, a simple answer to them is abolish all positions. Caste means positions and class. So the right. so senator, everything should be resigning. Everyone should be resigning. Everyone become a commoner. That means mm -hmm. we are introducing communism. Right. So they will not do that. Secondly, they should not take money from wherever they are being funded to speak against Hinduism or Sanatana Dharma. They will not do that. So for them, foolish people, I rather keep quiet and just put a lawsuit on them. That's very simple. In <laughs> very simple. Yeah, there is a foolish people. You don't have to argue much because Murkhan Upadesh kabi dete nahi hai. We never give Upadesh to more people. Right. Now coming back to this question that you asked, the unity. Now, there is, the unity is the nature of this world. The word unity, uni, or unos, unos in, from Latin, came come from ek, un, un, un means one before, un. Sanskrit word is un, one before, you know, we say unanchas, you know, unis, unis means one before twenty, unis. The word unos comes from un, Sanskrit word, that means one before. Now, the only one before us is Bhagwan. So the, the word Unos means Bhagwan. The word university means a place where you learn about Bhagwan, Unos, that one guy. So Latin and Sanskrit are very closely connected. And, uh, and you know, my, all my books, I've written seven books, but all my books have that connection. The Latin is the, Latin has come from Sanskrit, which even uh, all the scholars accept also. Uh, like uh, many common words are there. We'll have a different topic, uh, conversation on that. So the unity means coming together for the unos, for one. Now, it is said, in and Brahmaji, I'll quote here, Ishwara Parama Krishna Satchidananda Vigraha Anadir Adir Govinda Sarva Karan Karna. This is Brahma has said. You know, Krishna 
इंपोजिशन they introduced in india shaivite versus vaishnavite versus shakti worshipers that is stupidity that was never existed in the sanatan dharma never existed it started from 1888 after the max muller and macaulay started introducing because that guy is a british christian he is trying to see everything from a christian point of view and christian world means that i am superior than you like their work is see our vedic conception is i am your servant i am lower than you sir always whenever i come to you vibhuti ji i am lower than you you are my master that's how we say it in a vedic culture and that's how everybody says it all the masters all our gurus say we are your servants we are smaller than you mm-hmm. they ne- nobody says i am a teacher they say i am a sadhaka i am a servant of my guru it's a christian concept who says i am the boss you know hum log bolte hai dasanudas main bolta christian bolte hai bossanu boss so <laughs> it is their small mindedness that they introduced the culture of shaivite versus vaishnavite versus shakti now i'll tell you an example of vishwamitra ashram in the example of in the vishwamitra ashram there were there were all kinds of rishis some people were worshiping uh, prakriti some people were worshiping brahman some people were worshiping parabrahmam some people were worshiping parmatma some people were worshiping nahari some people were worshiping shiva ganesh all the different devi devata all are considered sanatani Correct. Everybody, because they are following. See, I tell you one thing. Suppose you are worshiping Durga. You know, she is our mother. She is a material mother. Whose wife she is? Shivji. And who's who is Shivji? Came from Brahma, in the material world. Otherwise, in the spiritual world, exists Sadashiv. What is he chanting? Narayan. He said in Bhagavad Purana. That is said in Mahabharat. That is said in Ramayan. Many places it is said. What is chanting? So, it is totally stupidity that Shiva is competing against Vishnu, and Vishnu is competing against Shiva. There are one or two leelas are there, but that doesn't say the whole personality. It's like, for example, Vibhuti ji, if you say I love ice cream, and every time you come to my house, I give you only ice cream. बोले क्या बकवास है? Next time I'm not going to come to your home. यूनिटी in sanatan dharma is inbuilt uh, it is said in shastra sam siddhir haritoshanam that means whatever we do whatever we create eat or give away we do it for the pleasure of hari that is a unity so unity in hinduism is built in 
whatever division we see are coming due to outside influences because we have not understood our own culture hinduism is the only culture sanatan dharma is the only culture which unifies nature spirit parmatma our nature atma parmatma and like prakriti atma parmatma kal aur aur samay sabko ek sath wo combine karta hai so this is the biggest unity principle the disunity jo apparent disunity abhi now i'll give you practical example if hindus were disunited how narendra modi got elected in 2014 how would he again got reelected in 2019 so we may have differences and in america we have too many differences and we don't unite on anything like we have elected uh, biden we have elected uh, everybody else that is not the barometer on which we should judge our unity number one because that is a political thing and that is purely get driven by emotions rather than fact whosoever can advertise more on facebook gets popular so if people have voted but if you say, do, do you say think that most of the democrats are not dharmic indian democrats they are very dharmic i meet them in the temples i meet them everywhere but somehow they could not understand the politics of america that's why they voted in that way so even today the the only disunity i ever see in the world is in especially in the hindu community from all parts of the world america is hindus from india uh, fiji trinidad and all other parts of the world they are hindus from everywhere the only disunity i see sometimes is that they are not asking one thing from the government and that is correcting the education so whether you are a democrat or republican i respect both of you but we must ask our textbooks need to be changed our identity needs to be established and the christians and muslims must respect our faith and hinduism must be considered on par with christianity and islam in north america there is a institutionalized racism against sanatan dharma which we must challenge that is a single platform of unity that we must ask and we are not asking and that's the disunity that's 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 so brilliantly put in terms of unity there is a element of philosophy there is an element of reality and then there is the brass tracks because we have to remember one thing that in the world is remarkably imperfect and people want to control manipulate these are classic human behavior classic human sentiment those people who are able to rise above them they become people like you and many others because you have studied and you can speak with authority and confidence but at the soldier's level at the ordinary folks level as the saying goes is that what they must do so unity of god is one oneness is great everything is fabulous the point of the matter remains is that when you are hit at collective le- individual levels so for example since you brought in the element of politics and that is important as the saying goes that academicians may have called the systems as monarchy democracy socialism and communism in reality the systems are controlled manipulated by a select few in in every system as it exists how does one how does an ordinary hindu working here an indian working here create that sense particularly when people are mostly struggling to make two ends meet or lead a life 
So there are there is a thing called system, right? In the US, we are used to stopping at two o'clock in the morning at a stop sign. A system has been created. How does you know how do we create the system where people begin to participate? One of them is education indeed. And that education thing demands to be rectified in India forthwith, as the saying goes, as I believe in. People have to learn. In this part of the world, seeking equality. Now, that's a very interesting word because I thought, in my impression, and tell me if I'm wrong and where I'm wrong, is that you can't have an equality on everything. People like to govern the things the way they are. San Diego weather is different. New York weather is different. We can't say there has to be equal temperature everywhere. It is a difference. So my thought process is that we have to begin to respect individual differences. You know, it's not tolerance. It is respecting individual differences and accepting of others as they are. And I'm very happy you made the mention of the fact because this is what I have shared with many people, I think may have, may have shared with you, that we Indians are a very respected and liked immigrant community in this country. We are hardworking. This is what a senator once told me. We love you Indians as immigrants, right? You are hardworking, you are professionals, you have family values, you take care of your children. You are least problem from a law and order perspective, apart from the you know, rare uh, white collar crime or whatever. You are a highest median income and you ask for nothing. You, you talked about that we ask for nothing. It's time for us to build our respect and clout by demanding in the democratic setup and a sense of equality, a sense of equal treatment instead of being attacked. Your thoughts? You, you uh, mentioned very important points and I gave the definition of unity. See, there is a mantra. See, we have to learn from our Shastra. They are not mythology, number one. They are Satology, number one, because they are truth, signs of truth. Now, very one important line is there. You'll see in every temple, Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnasadachite Purnasapurnamada Purnam Eva Vashishite. Very common, Yurveda. It's from Yurveda called Sri Shopanishad. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a 40th chapter of Yurveda, 40th or 41st. Now, this mantra says, whatever incompleteness you experience in your life is because of your lack of connection with Om. Om says, Om Ittye Kakchara Brahma. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, I am Om. He said, when you say Om, it's me. Yes, it's me. So, so now, the three aspects mentioned in Bhagavad Gita. Even the intelligent people, Pavanani Manishana, Yagya, Dan, Tapa. These three actions are there. Now, and then fourth is Swadhyaya Besanam Chaiva. So, so four aspects are mentioned. So, Yagya. Now, I'm saying what can be done so that the Hindus feel strong and they can talk forcefully amongst, you know, Narendra Modi is not strong because he can win votes. Narendra Modi is strong because he follows all these four very strongly. Right. People do not know that. Mm. Yagya. The biggest yagya in the planet is Harinam Japa. Shivji also does it. Durga also does it. Everybody does it. Because ev everyone has one take caretaker. You know, Unos. Unos. Remember Unos? Yeah. When the Mexican is watching. You know? So it comes from Un Sanskrit. 
So yajna means japa. In Bhagavad Gita, it is said, japa yajna is the best. Japa is the best yajna. Dana, charity according to patratva. Like we should give our wealth to according to qualified people. Not for personal, not for personal favors, but to qualified patra. Patratva is very important. Third is tapa. Some kind of austerity we need to do. Now these three things I am not asking you to withdraw from daily activities. All these three you can give 30 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day. That's enough. Whatever time permits. But this is important to do. At least begin. Now this will give you enough energy to fight with all kinds of nonsensical people. Now I'll give you example of Christians and Muslims. Both of them. They may not follow our philosophy but they regularly attend talks about for their own preachers and they regularly engage in swadhyay of their own scriptures so the quran is guiding the muslims bible is guiding the christians hindus are relying on secular literature they are relying on them to tell them what they should do right. and they could they rely only on the western education system and that's how they are weak so we have to now swadhyay abhyasanam now Hindus have to do yajna dan tapa very easy. You can do every day, very simple, and also learn about your own history. You have one book which is very important, which is Bhagavad Gita, just one. Right. Just simply, I have I have read uh, I have read many scriptures of the I have written many books so also on those, but the one book Bhagavad Gita is enough, and uh, that is such an important book that that was banned in by Mahabharat was banned by the British. Because anyone who reads that book, follows that book, will actually destroy all kinds of anarchist system. All the other systems are anarchist. They don't recognize Bhagwan. Like our right. philosophy is Isha Vasya Milam Sarvam Yat Kinchi Jagatam Jagat. Their philosophy is not that. Their philosophy is Artha Sanchayan. Hook or crook. Make money, acquire the land. What's That's in it for me, culture? What's in it for, what's in it for me, culture? Right? Yeah. And the entire corruption in India came from there. Entire right. corruption in India is because of the European caste system. That is the basis of corruption in India. Right. They, they, the feudalism was not existing in India right. because the land was always considered the property of Vishnu. So even the temple that we make, the deity is the owner of the land, not the temple. So the deity is a person over there in the temple, which is the owner of the land. We we made we are made to forget all those systems. We are we have been told and we teach our children the same nonsense that we were learned. It is the time for rewiring our brains and rethinking it in the right way. Otherwise, we will lose the battle. And and one, one thing is, I am always sure Sanatana Dharma always wins because it is protected by Vishnu. Many of the followers of Sanatana Dharma, which are current followers, may not follow what it is written, but I will gain new people who will actually follow. And Sanatana Dharma will be protected by them. So Look, we live in a world, we live in a world where imperfections exist right now you made a mention a very positive mention you did and that was wonderful however there comes a moment in time that we have to move forward about what next now education is key no doubt about it learning is key we have to do it ourselves and be guided by philosophies that are important but as our common friend Sanjay Dikchidji talks about and very, 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 very strongly with justification, all religions are not equal. Very beautiful, right? yes, yes. Right? He has established that fact. The yes. question here is, how do we make that narrative to 
the people who are so regimented in their belief that they can't look beyond the book. And that's what is important. That when I say that, I tell them very simple, I have no problem, absolutely none whatsoever. If you find your solace and peace with Jesus or Muhammad, go for it. But don't tell me I'm wrong in my prescription or my leading my life. So given the time constraint we have, uh, you know, we can't be talking, we, we can talk for all time long. We both of us can do that. The question here is at the practical level, when the rubber hits the road, as a, in, in, in management training, we say, you can go to a training program, get an emotional high, but when you go back to your desk, you are the same old rat. My thought process is to take it forward, taking it forward. The individuals, how do they get in, you know, motivated to do this? Is it the threat that motivates you or the inspiration that motivates you to be better? Where will you make that distinction? Very nice question. Very, very nice question. Thank Actually, you. first of all, I'd li like to give my gratitude to Sanjay Dikshitji. He's a very respected person and he spoke on Satholi channel on all religions are not equal. Very nice topic he chose. Right. Uh, now, very good question you said. Threat doesn't inspire anyone because threat in threat creates fear. Right. In fact, all the Abrahamic faiths are suffering right now because of the threat. So they are not they are not living lovingly becoming uh, devotees of their gods or their <laughs> folks. You know, Christianity was forced upon people. There were crusades over there. Islam was forced upon people. If you look at the history of uh, Persian Islam and Sanjay Dikshitji is much more worse than me but if you look at the history of Persian Islam I wrote in my first book they created a brand new version of Islam called Ajame Islam in Persia this hated Arabic Islam so much and according to Arabic yes according to Arabic Muslims Persian Muslims are kafirs Yes. <laughs> according, according to Arabic Muslims, Pakistani Muslims are kafirs, and Indian Muslims are worse than them. So, according to Arabics, Arabs, okay. So, threat has never created any good uh, dharmic person. So, now coming to Sanatan Dharma, Sanatan Dharma persuades you, motivates you, and and it gives you impetus to do good karma. So that is loving. And, and the Sanatan Dharma explains that Bhagwan is all loving, all caring. And he is a friend. You can you can have him as a friend, as a lover, as a as a neutral person, as a, a, a any relationship that you want, you can establish with Bhagwan. So Sanatan Dharma is, is the in fact the Sanatan Dharma's another word is Prem. Sanatan Dharma is Prem. Like it's a, it's actual love between a soul and Paramatma. So, if you if you see Sanatan Dharma uh, as an expression of love, care, feeling, and emotions, then it completely transcends any other ideology of the world. Bhagavad Puran calls all other ideologies other than Sanatan Dharma as Kaitab Dharma, means artificial faiths. So, definitely all religions are not equal. Sanatan Dharma is the Dharma of the soul and it is the first Dharma. When a child is born, he is already a Sanatani. But we pollute his mind with some kind of Kaitab Dharma and destroy mm -hmm. his identity. Yes, 
विभूति जी या थैंक यू सो मच आई मीन वी आर आउट ऑफ टाइम बट देर इज वन लास्ट क्वेश्चन दैट आई वॉन्टेड टू यू नो दैट बर्न इन माई माइंड ऑल द टाइम इज दैट यू ऑलवेज लर्न फ्रॉम अदर्स learning curve so what do i learn from islam and christianity what i learn from them is that they have created institutions and they have created followers in uh, our practice somewhere along the line did we forget to create an institutional framework and the, the is this the absence of institutional framework leaves us homeless but kahan jao so today we are talking about go and study bhagavad gita study there is a difference between reading and study but study will come once you start reading it dive deeper so as a swimmer to draw a swimmer's analogy you learn diving only after you have perfected the art of swimming right where does the hindu society the sanatani society lack the ability to have created institutions that people could go to learn Yes, there is Gurukul system, there is ISKCON, there are other institutions there, but we got annihilated under thousand-year rule. And what bothers me is the fact that you refer to 1901 census. Look at 1941 census. There were approximately 150,000 British in the country, plus women and children. They ruled us millions, using our resources, our people against us. think about it from that point of view that is a moment of shock for me oh my god it was not that they were million they were 150000 and odd and they ruled us so despite all the knowledge and wisdom that exists does it make people suspect about themselves is it the self doubt that is preventing us from thinking that our literature our teachings are strong enough and good enough to withstand the barbarian at the gate and for us it is important to understand the concept atithi devo bhava for example yes atithi is god we treat them as god but if you have a barbarian at the gate who is trying to slit your throat that's not the time to offer champagne and gulab jamun he will take those two and still kill you <coughs> how can we make that knowledge awareness create in the ordinary people who have to live a life Okay. Number one thing is, Christianity and Islam are destroyed by the structure itself. Number one, Vatican has actually destroyed Catholicism, has destroyed Christianity, and the Christians I, whom I speak to, they personally would like Vatican to disappear because they don't like it. So, organized religion is a curse on the human society. Only the government should be organized, not a religion. Now, Sanatan Dharma, in its natural form. is open for all anybody is welcome everybody can come in because it doesn't have an organization now the implementation of sanatan dharma has an organization called varnashram sanatan dharma is implemented through varnashram so varna and ashram system is the organized aspect of sanatan dharma and which the british what they did is very intelligently max muller first destroyed varnashram right and because they destroyed the brahmans then the chatriyas were unprotected with chatriyas don't have brains they have body but no brains most of them and then the real ones the real ones they would just want to fight arjun was only interested in fighting he said okay send me there i'll fight it i'll kill those people and bring it back chatriyas nature is different so british first destroyed the brahmans 
Islam first destroyed the Brahmins because they knew they are protecting the Varnashram. Namo Brahmane Devaya Go Brahmane Jagadhitaya Krishna Govindaya Namo Namah. So Brahman is the most important aspect of human society because it is the brain of the society. And I'm not, not talking from the birth. I'm talking from the qualification. Karma part of it. You are talking about karma. Karma, part. who is educated, who is educated, right. who knows, who practices in his own life, right. Right. what he teaches. Mm -hmm. So the, Varnash, the Sanatana Dharma is built, is, is inherently organized in Varnashram. But the organized religions are all political seat of powers. We all know Christianity took over the Roman power. Islam took over the, the prevalent dynasties of Jews. Islam did all their major temples on the Jews' temples and, and the Christian temple churches. And then later on, they took it on the Hindu temples. They built every, every single mosque in India is built next to a temple. Every single mosque or on the temple. Right. So organized religions are a curse to the human society and they have to be either de-recognized or they have to be not considered important. So all religions are definitely not equal and organizing religion is definitely not recommended in Sanatana Dharma. Now what we have to do is our governments need to follow Dharma, Sanatana Dharma. So we need to elect leaders in democracy who promote these values. You know, and therefore the secular the secularism concept is against organized religion because they were interfering in the governance too much. The, if you look at secularism, it, it is against the organized religion. Secularism was invented to oppose the church and oppose, oppose the mosques. That's why the Islamic countries don't want secularism in their country. Because it will directly oppose the religious system in the, in the place. And, and the democracy is also being subverted by the other countries. Because this, they want to control, they want to introduce. So Sanatan Dharma is a strength in itself. We don't need to change it. Anyone who has tried to organize Sanatan Dharma has failed. Anybody. Because the natural organization of Sanatana Dharma is Varnashram. You, you called organized religion as a curse. And I call it that that's the, one of the biggest mafias operating around the world. Because they play upon. And the English language is a funny language. You have two words, pray. P-R-A-Y and P-R-E-Y. In one you are praying to God. Other one you become a prey to the prayers. To so the organized secular, religion. Secularism was invented to to stop them from interfering in governance. That is the word secularism invented. That's why religion and uh, religion, religious interference in governance is the worst kind of a thing that can happen to you. You know, right. but the final thing that I wanted to touch upon is, uh, is also a very important thing is uh, readiness, readiness. So where did this concept of Ahinsa that Hindus are non-fighters not brave, we are ahinsa ke pujari. And I always say this at a practical level, whether you are vegan, vegetarian, or ahinsa ke param pujari, if you are attacked, if your family is attacked, you have to rise and defend. You have to be in a state of readiness to do that. That's what we are trying to talk about today, is that how do we arrive at the state of readiness to combat? These are realities. You know, the rubber hits the road. What do we do then? You know, like you do not become a good driver by because you memorize the driving instructions. You do not become a good linguist by memorizing a dictionary. You don't become a good human being by reading great quotations. The question is that we have to imbibe those values in us. 
And that's what is important, that how do we imbibe the value? And the, the biggest thing is education, education, and education, learning, learning, and learning. So one thing which I, I wanted you to comment finally is that there are a lot of attacks on Hinduism, political attacks. You brought in the subject matter of politics because politics, society, technology, economics, they all go together. They are intertwined. You know, nothing is isolated. The impact and implication of each one is, you know, in a proportion to their usage. So, for example, in 1991, we used to pay $3.50 for a call to India. Today, the video conference globally is possible for free. So the question is, the political attack that happens, how do we defend against that? That is the crucial thing, that manipulation. Right? Secularism is great. It's a concept introduced to stop religious interference in the governance. But in secularism in India, is that only it applies to Hindus, but not to others. How do we correct that scenario? So secularism is primarily meant to, to avoid Christianity or a church to take over the power. That is the main purpose of secularism. It's not against Sanatana, it's against Christianity and Islam. Both of them destroy people. Now, now coming back to the point which you said, uh, the, uh, the uh, so first of all, the Dharmic concept is, we are neither left nor right. Both are extreme philosophies. Left ignores God and right becomes uh, uh, creates violence in the name of God. Both are wrong. We are dharmic. We are in the middle. See, understand one thing. The life is all about gray. There is not a single character in Ramayana and Mahabharata which will say white or black. Especially in Mahabharata. All the characters in Mahabharata are in gray. There is some good in them, there is some bad in them, right. all of them. So, so what we have to understand is the life in Kaliuga is especially grey, not black nor white. So, just being a proponent of violence makes us stupid, look stupid. Mm -hmm. Or just being a proponent of non-violence. I have a joke on Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi said, if somebody slaps the right cheek with your left, I said, I'll give Mahatma Gandhi's cheek to you. You keep on slapping him, left, right, left, right, left, right. Do it as many times as you want. Because I don't have that philosophy. You know? right. My philosophy is, Bhagavad Gita says, Yudhiche apalayanam. Shriti, Daksha, so I have to be, a Chatriya needs to be an expert, has to be powerful, has to be resourceful, and he has to be controlled in his senses, and he has to never show his back on the battlefield. That's our thing. That's why you'll see. So the Indian city people are the most confused people, not Indian villages. So people from the Gaon, they are very pakka. Therefore, Indian army never recruits from the cities because they'll be always confused what to do because they are taught in the convent schools and and gone through them some stupid secular education and therefore they always. But from the village, when you pick up a guy, he's very pakka. When he to fight with Pakistan, you don't need a Bombay guy. Bombay guy will only talk about some stupid Bollywood songs. Aman ki asha. Ah, that kind of nonsense. A soldier has to be very clear. Soldier needs to show a direction. That is the enemy. Just kill him. And that's how it works. So dharma is like that. Dharma gives you a direction. It neither tells you you are violent or you are not, not even non-violent. We are commonsensical. We are logical. So if I have to fight to protect my dharma, I will do it. Uh, so a soldier, when he goes out, and dharma also creates a sense of discipline. So the philosophy 
that we have to be aman ki aasha and hoping for peace against peace that is a very esoteric utopian idea if if a lion is standing in front of you i am not going to go and embrace a lion he's going to eat my head if a snake is there i am not going to kiss the snake because he's going to put poison in my mouth so i have to actually stay away from them protect myself so <laughs> you know we are I, we are running out of time i am 100% sure we will have many more conversations i read a book to the viewers i would say that you know what you have probably heard today <laughs> is remarkable wisdom and inspiration to read study and follow the the concepts which are important i read a book which was i love the title of the book abandon common nonsense and accept uncommon sense what you have to remember is the critical element that defines anything and if we do not stand up and define ourselves we get defined by others so the ignorance of others cannot destroy the wisdom of many and that's the important part to bear in mind I request all the viewers i hope you have enjoyed the show today like subscribe and share jaipur dialogue india jaipur dialogue usa and my dear friends channel sathology because that's where the education comes from the more you dive you cannot dive in the ocean or a pool unless you know how to swim so let's learn how to swim before we dive and if we want to dive let's learn swimming both go concurrently so thank you very much thank you my famous statement satyameev jayate thank you aditi ji for being here namaste thank you so much Press the bell icon on YouTube and don't miss another update.